0: friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. While I am recording this, it is Sunday evening. We are right on the brink of officially beginning wedding week. So this weekend was the last weekend to get stuff done before Wedding week starts and then Scott and I get married on Saturday, which is so exciting. I've been waiting for so long to say, you know, like a week from now we're getting married and now it is less than a week and we are getting married. And if you're listening to this episode when it goes live, it is going to be Wednesday, August 23rd. So I will be a busy, busy bee with wedding stuff. And I know I've mentioned this before. And if you follow me on social media, I talked about this on Instagram as well, how I am going to be pretty MIA all week long until after our wedding. And really, I just want to soak things up. So I'm not really planning on being on Instagram at all. I might post my story here and there, but honestly, I would not be surprised if I was just completely MIA, completely fell off like the face of the Instagram earth. So you might not see me on Instagram until after the wedding, but as I said last week, This podcast and just spending some time with you every single week is so incredibly important to me, and I really wanted to make sure I had an episode ready and pre-recorded for you this week, so here we are. Now, let's just dive into it, because basically this week is kind of like a part two of last week, it's continuing the conversation um, different topic, but it all relates. So last week we were talking about glimmers. Now, if you don't know what a glimmer is, definitely go back to last week's episode, because like I said, it's all tied together and this is basically just continuing the conversation. But just a quick recap, um, because we're going to be talking about glimmers today too, a little bit as they relate. But Just as a quick recap, glimmers are anything that signal safety to your nervous system, that signal to you something feels good. So glimmers are things that allow you to feel good inside. Right now, my office is nice and clean and I like how I decorated it and i love just kind of taking that in and for me and my system that would be a glimmer for me i'm also right now i bought myself a new book today and the cover is really pretty so that is definitely a glimmer for me as well but like i said today is not specifically about glimmers so moving on today we are actually talking about triggers now what is a trigger so a trigger is actually the opposite of a glimmer which is why I wanted to spend just a little bit of time talking about what a glimmer is. So if a glimmer is something that signals safety to your nervous system then a trigger like I said is the opposite of a glimmer. So a trigger is anything that alerts to you or that doesn't feel safe for your nervous system. So Let's talk about neuroception for just a little bit because there's something that is always happening for us behind the scenes and that is called neuroception. Now, neuroception is this brilliant thing that our bodies do and it's always um, scanning our surroundings and everything that's going on around us. Um, It's always scanning and it's always checking for safety and danger, safety and danger, safety and danger, which is absolutely brilliant and something that we don't even know is happening behind the scenes at all times. So neuroception, that's what's always happening and when it does pick up on danger or when it does feel like something is not okay, that's not safe or danger, then that's going to cause us to feel a sensation inside which we call a trigger. Now it's really important when we talk about danger um, to make sure we know that when our body signals that something is danger for us or not safe for us, this does not actually always mean that it is a real danger or a real threat to us and our system. So what I mean by this is when There is that scanning of safety, danger, safety, danger, that signal that something might be dangerous or not safe for us, that can actually be like a perceived danger. So, an example of this, and maybe I'll share like a little bit of a personal example, um, but something that might be just kind of like a common thing is let's say you in the past had maybe like a little bit of a not like a terrible accident or anything but let's say in the winter time when it was snowy and icy outside let's say you were driving down the street and your vehicle just kind of started to maybe get out of control a little bit it was pretty scary for you but nothing bad actually happened like nothing really terrible happened but let's say you started skidding maybe you like spun out a little bit um and that wasn't a really great experience for you and your nervous system you didn't love it didn't feel good now in the future maybe a year passes, like all the snow melts and then it's winter time again and now it's starting to snow and there's ice on the streets again and then you get in your vehicle and you start it up, you start to pull out your driveway and start to go down the street and maybe you hit the brakes a little bit and you feel this sensation of being triggered. And even if like you're not sliding or skidding out or anything like that, that can be this perceived sense of danger. And it can even happen before you're in the car. It can happen before you're actually even driving. It might just happen when you notice that there's ice on the roads or maybe it's snowing. The weather is a certain way. Um, Maybe it's how it was the day that you kind of slid and spun out a little bit. So the nervous system can detect that and alert you that there's this danger. But again, like I said, it's a perceived danger. So you're not actually in a true threat at that moment in time. Um, A personal example that I'd like to share because I think a lot of you will actually relate to this one. Um, And I say that because I work with with a lot of clients who have struggled with many of the same issues that I did in the past with body image and food stuff. So for me, when I was going through my Food issues and eating disorder and disordered eating and recovery and all of that that comes with food issues. Um, I had a really challenging time with my hunger. So it was actually felt really scary for me to experience hunger. So that was like this perceived danger for my nervous system. As soon as I would experience hunger, I would get really triggered, and it would be like I didn't know what to eat, I got really scared. And I like my self protection responses came on, and I basically was so overwhelmed, didn't know what to do, and really did not know how to move forward when I experienced hunger. It was just so scary and so triggering for me. It did not feel safe, it felt very dangerous to feel hungry. And there's many reasons for that. And this is if this is something that you're hearing me talk about, and you're like, wait, wait a sec that resonates. That's how I feel when hunger sneaks up on me. This is something that I work with with my clients quite a bit. So just know that this doesn't have to be a forever thing for you because now I experience hunger and I don't Experience the dysregulation or the triggers inside of my body or I don't experience hunger as a trigger. It's not a trigger for me anymore. But like I said, many of my clients actually do struggle with hunger and it is a big trigger for them. So anyways, back to my example, that was a trigger for me in the past was hunger, the sensation of feeling hungry. That was a huge trigger for me. It did not feel Safe, but it was a perceived danger because there actually wasn't like a true threat um, that was actually dangerous for me and my body and my system. So, while we're on the topic of it, danger being or can be a perceived danger. What do we actually do when our nervous system is alerting us that something is not safe, but it's actually this perceived sense of not being safe? Like we actually are safe. Um, Another example, a lot of people have triggers in relationships, right? Maybe you've had certain experiences in the past, with relationships, um, maybe people not being truthful or faithful to you. And then when you get into new relationships, all of these triggers start coming back, even though nothing's actually happening to say that, hey, this danger is actually real. This threat is actually really here. It's all very perceived. This happens a lot again with my clients. So what do we actually do when it's a perceived threat? Well, we have this incredible opportunity to show our nervous systems that things are actually safe. So... Go back to last week's episode and we talk more about this, but we need to show and not tell our nervous system that things are actually safe. Now, we hear a lot of like mindset work and kind of like coaching ourselves through things or talking ourselves through things. And I'm sure that you've been in certain situations before where something has felt really scary for you and we can mentally tell ourselves oh everything's totally fine i'm gonna be fine everything's okay this isn't a big deal right does that sound familiar kind of like talking yourself through something telling yourself that everything's okay you're okay everything's gonna be okay right we can mentally tell ourselves that but that's not the way the nervous system communicates so if you've ever done that before and that really didn't work like I'm kind of right now as I'm recording this I'm thinking about public speaking because I recently wrote just this evening I wrote the thank you speech for our wedding because obviously Scott and I are going to have to go up and say thank you to the many people that helped us make the day what it will be so there's a lot of people we have to thank so like I said I wrote this thank you speech and I was thinking after I wrote it and read it back to myself how um, you know in my head I was like oh I hope I'm not nervous because in the past I got really really nervous with Public speaking. And then when I went to university, I got a lot better at public speaking. And I know you're probably thinking, Meg, you have a podcast. Do you actually get nervous? So I do not get nervous for podcasting, whether that's sitting down for my own podcast or I've been a guest on so many other podcasts. And I never get nervous, which is so strange to me. But when I was in high school, I would literally skip days of school so I didn't have to do the public speaking or you know like the presentation in front of the class I remember in our history and law class the teacher that we had he was an amazing teacher but he always had a public speaking component in our classes so for history we would have to do like a current event so Every student would have like a day where they'd have to present a current event. And when it was my day to present, I would literally skip class. I just would not show up. I was absolutely terrified to do any public speaking. So anyways, going back to tonight, when I was writing our speech, I was actually thinking like, oh, I hope I'm not nervous, right? So that's going back to... Whenever we're in a situation that doesn't feel safe, we're being triggered, I think a lot of us go to the mind and we lean on that inner dialogue, that mental like coaching to try and coach us through a scary or triggering situation, even with like the relationship stuff that I was talking about before. If you've had a certain relationship um, in the past that maybe there was a lot of not so great things that happened in the relationship, like maybe cheating, lying, communication that sort of stuff and then you're in a new relationship and even if that stuff isn't all happening again the triggers might still be there and then what often happens is this mental coaching comes up it's like oh everything's fine he didn't do anything or they didn't do anything she didn't do anything and you're trying to mentally coach yourself through this and like i said our nervous systems do not speak through the verbal language we have to show not tell when it comes to working with the nervous system. So, when there is a perceived threat or a perceived danger, we need to show our nervous systems that there is safety, that we have access to safety. And this can this is incredibly life-changing when we can understand the nervous system understand how to communicate with it and even notice what it feels like to experience a trigger in the body because when we can notice what it feels like to experience a trigger in the body then we have that awareness of oh. Okay, this is what it feels like to experience a trigger in my body. And I know there's actually no threat around me right now. And I actually have access to safety. And then we show our body that we actually have access to safety. And so gaining more access to that ventral... And we can gain more access to that ventral state of our nervous system by accessing what's happening here and now. And like I said, if there's no actual danger around us, no true threat present, there's safety available. And we need to show our nervous system by bringing awareness and connection to that safety around us so that is how we work with our nervous system when we're experiencing a trigger which is when our nervous system senses danger and when that danger isn't actually there to be scared of like there's no actual true threat so i absolutely love this topic and now that we've talked about glimmers and triggers and working with the nervous system when we experience triggers I would love to hear from you and see if you have any specific questions about glimmers or triggers and if there's handful of questions that you do have on the topic, I would love to record another podcast episode, a listener Q&A, and like I said, if there's enough, then I'll record that episode and maybe that will be next week's episode. Post-wedding, I do want to sit down with Scott again and record another episode for you just to... Let you know all about the wedding since we recorded an episode together before the wedding and we were kind of telling you about all of our plans and everything like that. I think it would be so much fun to sit down and actually talk about how the day went and what we actually did, what maybe didn't work out, what just like all the updates. I think that would be really fun. But we did book a honeymoon for September, early September. And I feel like we'll probably record that episode once we get back because things are going to be pretty hectic between the the wedding and when we leave for the honeymoon. So anyways, my friends, I will be a married lady when I chat with you next week. But thank you so much for all of your love and support. I've been getting so many sweet Instagram messages from all of you and for those of you who have my cell phone number I've been receiving so many sweet messages so anyways just know how much I appreciate you and your messages and your love for Scott and I and we love you all back so thank you so much